ignite your passion for God and for His work. Listen to Bishop Edwin Morgan Ogo, the resident pastor of the Lighthouse Chapel International, Oyibi Cathedral. He comes your way on this podcast with the creative force of God's Word. Bishop Ogo also pastors the Flaming Fire Service, a vibrant youth service with energetic young people who are ablaze for the Lord. He is also the evangelist of the Greater Love Gospel Crusade, a unique outreach program that ministers the soul-saving love of Jesus Christ to a hurting world through music, dance, and the life-giving Word of God. Now, listen to Bishop Edwin Ogo. Oh 
Your hand clap is, is anemic. It's on admission in the hospital. Your hand clap. Are you enjoying the service tonight? You know, one of the things to do with the presence of the Lord is to just enjoy it. It's just to enjoy the presence of God. Just allow yourself to enjoy the presence of the Lord. Amen. Some of you, in a past life, you knew how to enjoy the presence of a boy, enjoy the presence of a girl, you know, put your head on his laps. You are just there. Even what you are saying doesn't make sense. You know, you are just enjoying the presence. That, that's what I'm talking about, enjoying the presence. So you know how to enjoy presence. Uh-huh. So tonight, I need you to just relax and enjoy the presence. Hallelujah. But we are blessed to have a servant of God in our midst to bring us the word of God. Hallelujah. And the service, the atmosphere is great. But the word of God is what tops it all. Hallelujah. And I'm happy to announce to you that tonight, to bring us the engrafted word of God, is a servant of the Lord. A man who's preaching. Ooh is blessed and anointed and tonight i want us to honor a servant of the lord you can clap your hands it's beautiful you can even shout if you want at home in your office wherever you're watching from and join me tonight and let's welcome to this pulpit the bishop edwin morgan oh god come on make some noise wherever you are tonight shout to the Lord do you want to bless God in your heart as you clap your hands 
What a beautiful evening. I want to welcome you to church. All of us who are online, God bless you from everywhere. From America, South Africa, from the eastern region of Ghana, western region of Ghana, London, everywhere, Philippines. God bless you. And um, if you are online, if you are here in person, you've done something that is going to add quality to your life. The Bible says a day in the court is better than a thousand elsewhere so you've just added more quality to your life you've added value to your days you've added value to your hours and god who sees will honor your thirst for his presence clap your hands once again and you may please be seated this evening I'm happy to come your way once again, and I thank God for the privilege to stand here to preach. Yes, if you ever stand somewhere to preach, it's a privilege, and uh, I thank God that he has given me the privilege to come to you tonight with the word of God, and I'm preaching on prayer. I've been preaching on prayer for some weeks. And I really like this book, Everything by Prayer, Nothing Without Prayer. It's a very great book because it gives amazing perspectives to prayer. It's, it's just wonderful. Every chapter has a flavor that is refreshing and uh, it's my prayer that we will all become men and women of prayer amen and i want to encourage you to visit my podcast edwin morgan ogo podcast and listen to the few messages i have preached on prayer from this book there must be about some four or five that I have preached from this book. And I hope to continue unless or until God gives me the red light to pause and move on to something else. But tonight, I want to welcome you to church. And uh, I'm preaching on a chapter from this book, How to Pray and Do Greater Works. How to Pray and Do Greater Works. How to Pray and Do Greater Works. And you want to turn with me to the Gospel of St. John, chapter 14, the 12th verse. 
the gospel of St. John chapter 14, the 12th verse. Verily, verily, I say unto you, he that believeth on me, the works that I do, shall he also do. I was told tonight that there are some four people who believe in the word of God. Who are the four? Where are the four? And two online. Where are the two online? Who believes? So the four are here and two online. That's six. Clap your hands for Jesus. <laughs> verily, verily, I say unto you, he that believeth on me, the works that I do, shall he do also. And greater works than these shall he do, because I go unto my Father. And whatsoever he shall, ye shall ask in my name, that will I do, that the Father may be glorified in the Son, if ye shall ask anything in my name, I will do it. Here ends the 14th verse. So I read John 14, 12, 13, and 14. And all the saints will say, Amen. Amen. So, right here in this scripture, you will see that Jesus Christ speaking, gives a promise. He gives a very big promise that anything you ask, that is prayer, in my name, I will do it. Now, that's a very, very wonderful promise. Anything you ask in my name. Wow. You mean you can ask anything in the name? And he will do it. Well, ladies and gentlemen, this amazing promise of answered prayer is connected to doing the work of God. Doing the works. The work. And actually doing greater than Jesus did. Wow. Can you imagine yourself doing something greater than Jesus? How many of you desire to do something greater than Jesus? I desire it. Why do I desire it? Because it is promised me that I am capable of doing something that is greater than Jesus. And I see you doing something greater. And you must believe it. You really must believe it. That you can do something greater. Yes. If you read church history, you see men have done greater things than Jesus did. The raising of the dead, miracles, crowds that have been preached to, Many have done 
greater. Of course, the fact that you can do greater than your father doesn't mean you are greater than your father. Let me put that into clear perspective. Because sometimes we get a bit psychiatric. If you ever find yourself doing something greater than your mother did, it doesn't make you greater than your mother. And actually, even nature requires you to do better than your father. Yes, because offsprings are supposed to, be, to, to do better than the previous generation. That is how genes are perpetuated. Children ought to do better. So I'm believing God that the shepherds and pastors in my church will rise up to do something far better than I've done. And already, I'm seeing signs. Yes. I'm seeing spots of brilliance. Flashes of excellence. There are things I have done that I handed over to some leaders in my church and they did better than I did. And that is the will of God. Some people went to the moon. I forget how many years ago. Some 30, 40, 50, whatever. But the children of those who went to the moon are going to mass. Say greater. So ladies and gentlemen, I'm not preaching to pastors. I'm not talking about pastors or shepherds. As a Christian who has been bought by the blood of Jesus, you owe it to yourself to do, first of all, to attempt to do the works Jesus did. You see, the fact is that you can't do greater than if you've not done equal to. You can't do greater than if you've not done equal to. So, tonight, we are just allowing ourselves to be amazed at the wonderful connection that exists between the works of God and prayer. The works of God and prayer. Now, many of you watching are quite young, youngish. But if you've grown a little to be involved in any form of work, any form of work, you will discover that You have a special relationship 
with people who do the work you are doing. You bond easily. You connect easily. You see people who smoke Indian hemp, we, when they move to an area, within a few hours, they know where every we smoking joint is. Yes. They just move and I don't know how, because I have lived where I'm living now. I've been there for a couple of years. I don't know where Indian hemp is sold. I don't know. But I know where people pray. I know where people pray in my area. So, ladies and gentlemen, there is a very great connection between your prayer, your prayer life, and the works you do. The works you do. You know, so, Tonight, I'm giving you five keys on how to pray and do greater works. Five keys. Just I'll mention them and then we'll close. So today may be our fastest service ever. Number one key. God doesn't have much to say to people he does not work with. That's the first one. God doesn't have much to say to people he doesn't work with. If you are a child of God, that is why Jesus opened the invitation. He said, go ye into all the world. He said, as many as believed in him, to them he gave power to become. When the Holy Ghost comes upon you, one of the big things he does in your life is to turn you into a worker. Yes. And ye shall be witnesses in Jerusalem. In Judea, in Samaria, and in the uttermost parts, to the uttermost parts, when the Holy Ghost comes upon you, the first thing he does is not to give you tongues, but he makes you a witness so that you can be found doing something God does. I mean, getting involved in the agenda of God. Why? Because that is the basis of your communication with God. Very important. Even me, that little work I'm doing. I'm, I'm, I'm on the phone constantly with the people I work with. Constantly. Checking here, meeting here. I mean, if you are not working with me, when I see you, I'll only ask about your grandmother. How's your granny doing? Has your father come back? What a beautiful weather we've had today. 
By the way, who made your dress? That's a beautiful dress you are wearing. Nice dress. Your hairstyle is nice. How are the children? That's all. But when I meet somebody I am doing a project with, I mean, it doesn't end. There are people I have meetings with and then when I'm going, I say, call me and let's continue as I'm driving. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, I told you last week that the basis for a relationship is communication. And that is why, you see, one, my professor, I did a fellowship in radiology. When I finished medical school, I specialized. In radiology. And my professor taught me that when you go to an exam and you are given something to comment on, he said, There are, even if you can't find anything, he said, There are talking points. There are some things on the x-ray or the ct scan or the mri or the whatever which is a talking point say talking point that that as you are looking for whatever you must see you 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 begin by talking about something that is around it may not be very relevant to the case but once you start talking it pulls your mind to certain essential features of what you are looking at ladies and gentlemen In our relationship with God, there must be talking points. If there is no talking point, God has nothing to talk about with you. You will discover in the Bible from Genesis to Revelation that God must have a lot to say. A lot of things to talk about. But somehow... He talks a lot to certain people, but when it comes to some people, there's nothing to say. Because the basis for communication is the common ground we have. How can any two work together except they be agreed? Amos 3 3. There must be commonality and oneness and unison. It's very irritating. When you are working somewhere, you are actively doing something and somebody wants to talk to you and the person comes and folds his hands and just arms and just stands somewhere waiting for you to finish and doesn't come to get, oh, how can I help you to carry the boxes? How can I help you to sweep around? How can I help you to do what you are doing? Once the person comes and folds his hands, and stand somewhere waiting for you to finish, the person by that demeanor becomes an irritation. Ladies and gentlemen, today, I want to say to you that if you are not involved in the works of God, God has very little to say to you. Very little to say to you. And obviously, you will also have very little to say to him. 
So it is my prayer today that those of us who have been given the privilege, you see, say talking points. Yeah. I mean, if I look at my prayer life and what draws me to God, what makes me pray, it's the work of God. Even when I was a student and I needed money, I never prayed about money. Even when I was a student and needed to pass my exam, I was, uh, my, 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 my needs, my physical needs were eclipsed by the need for the work to be done. Each time I found myself praying, I found myself talking to God about my work. So I want to say to you today, don't just hang around the church. Otherwise, your communication with God will be very poor. And you need to talk to God because you need Him. You learn to talk to anyone who doesn't talk to me. My immediate assumption is that I am not of any importance to you. Period. And I want to say to all of us, God is watching us. God is coming into our lives. He wants to have a relationship with us. And the basis of the relationship is that you will be doing the works. It's the works that form the foundation for the relationship. Otherwise, there's nothing to talk about. And if there's nothing to talk about, it means you are alone and you're on your own. And do you want to dare to be on your own? Will you dare to be on your own? Yeah. So those of us with something to do, let's do it well. And let's go deeper and deeper. Because it draws us to God. It enhances our communication with God. Number two. And we are ending. Number two. God is interested in his own mighty plans. I'll take it again. God is interested in his own mighty plans. His own mighty plans. My dear friend, your little life, your little life, your little inconsequential life, it's not very important to God. I'm telling you. He cares about you. Not one hair on your head falls down without his knowledge. He knows everything. But your life is so small in the scheme of things. I want to say it to you clearly tonight that you are not the most important thing God ever set out to do. And once again, once again, you make yourself important when you plug yourself into something an important person is doing. Once you, once you plug yourself into it, you suddenly become important to the person. Because that thing he is doing 
is what is important to him. Your little plans and your little life are not the most important things to God. I'm, pre- I'm talking about prayer and greater works. There are certain people who feel that like there is nothing important apart from them, their lives. Yes. Very, very self-centered. It's like it, is, it must be about me. Tonight, I want to announce to you that you are not important. You're not important. The disciples came to Jesus Christ and told him to teach them how to pray. What did he say? The first thing he told them to pray. When you are praying, pray and say, Our Father which art in heaven, thy kingdom come. Not your kingdom. Not your business. Not your marriage. I, I see, I want you to understand that by not getting involved with the works of God, you are, you are, you are diminishing prayer in your life. By not getting involved in the things God is doing, you are actually an irritation to God. So when you pray, say, thy kingdom come. God's kingdom is more important to him than your day. Give us this day our daily bread. It's down, down, down. Your bread is down. His kingdom is up. Your bread is number nine. His kingdom is number one. In my little life, I have met amazing people. Who really amaze me because it's like when, when you see them, their lives send only one message across. That if I am not important, if I'm not at the center of activities, I will not get involved in anything that, that's going on. Either my way or no way. If nobody has told you, Tonight, I have been sent from the presence of God. And I want to inform you that you are not important. You are not important. I am not important. I become a little important to God when I plug myself into what He is doing. And your life is not what He has already made you. He is doing something. He is building a church. Luke 19.10 The son of man is come to seek and to save that which was lost. Your marriage is not important to God. And I want to say to you, you know, as a pastor also, one of the things I've learned, it just comes to me it's been, it's been occurring to me in recent times is that people have really used me. I've really been used. <laughs> I've really been used. So, <laughs> pe- 
people think that they can bring that into God. That you can use God. You can never use God to achieve your little inconsequential vision. Now, you will discover that he is far wiser than you. God is interested in his mighty plan. Apart from thy kingdom come, he said when you pray, apart from saying that your kingdom should come, you should also say your will be done. Not my will. It's like when you pray, Our Father which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name, thy kingdom come. Thy will be done. Not my will be done. Your will is not important. What you want to do is not important. It's what he wants to do that is important. Makatulaba. And it's not, you know, sometimes we interpret that to mean thy will for my life be done. It's not thy will for my life. Thy will be done. There's no for my life inside. Don't smuggle contraband goods. His will be done. What he wants to do is what he wants to do. Your little life is inconsequential. Get it into your stomach. Oh, our Father... Which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name, Lord Jesus. That would but thy will for my life be done, Lord. Your will for me, what you want for me, Lord. Do your will, your will. No, it's not your will for nobody. His will, his will, his will. That even when you are hungry, when you want a wife, when you want to be pregnant, when you want to pass your exam, and you come to pray to God, you begin by paying attention to what he wants to do, not what you want to do. That is how to get his attention. And by the time his attention comes, then you are now on your daily bread. Then you can do, please, as I'm here, as you are here, please, some daily bread, look of you. Bye-bye. To get him to be interested in your life, you don't come to him with your bread. Because your bread is not important to him. You know, we have created a certain for the Christmas image of God that turns him into a fool. That turns God into an imbecile. Someone who is not smart. A damned God that we who are smart, we use him to get pregnant. We use him to get married. We use him to bring our children up. We use him to be healed. But when he is in need of anything, his need is unimportant. But I'm saying to you that, you know what? Even if God was foolish, Paul says that, even if God was a fool, even if God was a fool, his foolishness is wiser than your wisdom. Better wake up and make God's agenda your agenda. And don't think that you are important because you sing for him, you are important. Because you preach, you are important. Because you play dance, you are not important. How do you know you are not important? Because you can die tonight. 
Ah, if, if pastors were important to God, then pastors would be the longest living creatures. I don't see no, you get me. Do you know of a pastor who has died recently? If God needed pastors to do what he wants to do, he would have... Pastors will live 140, 180, 160. The youngest pastor will be 290. As I'm speaking, I know a weed smoker, he's about 76, he's alive, and pastors are dying at 42. I'm preaching tonight about prayer. 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 And I'm saying that your prayer life eh, is connected to the works of God. Not your little agenda. Not your little agenda to make your husband love you. Not, yes, to make your husband love you. Not your little agenda to turn your wee smoking son into a pastor. Not your you are so selfish. So selfish. We come with some inkete tidbits of meats. And what you don't know is that you are actually an irritation. Yes, you can be an irritant to God. Because if you give him call, I won't hear you. Better stop making yourself the center of attraction of the world and make God the center. His will, his kingdom, his agenda. And when he comes in, then you throw in your daily bread. But your bread is not enough. Okay. You are not, the prophet says, you are not the center of the universe. Can you respectfully turn to your neighbor and just bow and say, you are not, excuse me to say, you are not the center of the universe. What are you talking about? Which is point number three. To pray well, you got to know that you are not the center of the universe. You are not the center of attraction. We get to become important to God when we connect ourselves to what He is doing. That's why when you get born again, there is a call. Get involved. Come. Come. Go witness. Preach. Build. But, but, but I will say to you that um, you are not likely to die now. You are not likely to die now. You, you are going to live. On and on. You, you, you will live. There are some years ahead of you. And the reason why God will give you more years is that he, won't, he will show you that you are not important. As you live along. As you walk with him. Yeah. 
He will show you. As you work with him, as you serve him, as you, he will let you understand that it's not what you want to do or what you are looking for. It is always, always, it is what he wants to do. Always. Your plans to do ACCA is not important to him. You may not even know that it is plumbing he wants you to do. Your plan to marry Mildred is not important to him because he has already chosen Memuna. And she is the one you did four abortions with and damned. Now you want him to give you Mildred. When, when did Mildred come to the plan? It is in pursuing his plans that you find your plans for your life. Your plans are linked to his plans. I'm saying tonight that I am confident that you are not going to die now. Some of you will clock 95, 100, 87, 83, 85, 79. Yes, by the time you are 79, you'll be cool. Yeah. God will show you that you are not important. But, but how do you think the people felt when they were being dragged through the streets of Jerusalem? With ropes around their legs. By the time they finish, there's no skin on their bones. Where was God? Ah, but who who told you that? Who has given you the impression that you are a, a very important person? It's, 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 it's even madness. I'm not important. I'm not important to God. I am not important. My relevance is in... You see, just like you also, I'm sure some people are in your life who are important to you. And they, the reason why they are, not, they are important to you, please be honest. Please. At least the first time in 16 years, be honest. The reason why they are important to you is that they are helping you in what you are doing, not in what they are doing. Be honest. Be honest. I said, anyone you know, you yourself know, and remember that you are created in the image of God. Yes. Psalm 85. said, I have told you that you are God's. So the way you feel about James is the same way God feels about you. And the way, yeah, the way you feel about mommy is the same way God feels about you. Yeah? The same way somebody is not important to you. Because the person is not helping your life in any way. It's the same way you're also not important to God because you're also not helping his agenda in any way. 
Say, that's all. Hey, the day you get to believe that you are not important, your life will change. And that God is important. That's why the Muslims, they shout, Allahu Akbar. Only God is great. You are not great. The Imam is not great. No Sheikh is great. Only God is great. When you come to that point, you don't even fear man. You don't fear man. But we are full of boot-licking, toe-licking attitudes. Allahu Akbar. God is great. And it's true. Oh, how I wish we could learn from Muslims. We are so behind. What true religion? What true religion? Full of hypocrites. They die for what they believe. So they die for what they believe. You don't even want to lose a meal for what you believe. You don't want to even lose a paycheck for what you believe. Allahu Akbar. God is great. You are not great. God is great. If you ever became important, Ever, if you ever become important to God, it will be because you plugged yourself into God's agenda. That's how Abraham got to be called the friend of God. He said, go. And he went. <laughs> leave your father and mother. Did he leave? Leave your kindred. Did he leave? God told him, kill your son. Did he take him to kill him? What has God told you you are obeying? That you have brought your, uh, your, your, your prayer topic that he must increase your sperm count. Who told you your sperm count is important to God? If your sperm count becomes important to God, it is because you have also multiplied the children in his set. I'm telling you that the way you feel about people is the way God feels about you. Note it in English. Write it down. He is no fool. He is no idiot. You may be the idiot. You may be the idiot. You may be the idiot. And God assured me tonight. Right now, he said, take it easy. They will live very long. And I will show them that they are not important. Yes. How do you become important to God? By adding yourself. If God is lifting the speaker, oh God, can I help you? If God is sweeping, he's arranging the, the, the pulpit, it's like this. And he, 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 you see God is trying to arrange something. And you are, you, it's like you are standing there. You are thinking of your granite you are selling. Which brings us to the fourth point as we end. Makuta kata. Many of the prayer promises in the Bible 
relate to the plans and purposes and works of Almighty God. The promises in the Bible relate to the plans of God. I'll take it again. Many of the prayer promises in the Bible relate to the plans and purposes of Almighty God. Because Jesus promised that he would answer prayers that relate to his greater works. Look again at the scriptures that contain his wonderful promises. Know that these promises do not just relate to your buying nice clothes, shoes, or cars. They relate to the work of God. John 15, 16. You have not chosen me, but I have chosen you and ordained you that you should go and bring forth fruits, that your fruits should remain. That whatsoever you shall ask of the Father in my name, he may give it to you. Period. Clap your hands. John 15, 16. Beautiful. If you look into the Bible carefully, you will notice that a lot of his promises, the, 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 there's, there's very little for church attending Christians. Always. His answers to your prayers will be linked to the works. To the works. When Dorcas was dying, what did they bring? Her works. They spread it. Look at the works. Can you imagine if there were no curtains to be spread? If there were no choir robes? If there was nothing? Some of you, there is nothing in your life that can be spread before God. For God to, it's like a bargaining chip. Read your Bible carefully. The promises in the Bible. And for those who do his work. Those who do his work. You ask the father. And I will do. Because. The works. I do. Anyone. Who is interested. In doing something. Look. If you want to relate. With any important person. Just ask yourself, what is this man doing? Yes. What is this man doing? Unless you don't want to be in a relationship with him. Unless it's not important to you. Yes, and, and it's possible that that big man is not... There are many big men in, in town. What not important to me? They're not important to me. Otherwise, I would become a, a politician. Or a businessman. I know somebody now, if he was very important to me by this time, I should be selling roofing sheets and iron rods. But it's not important to me. But I know other men who are important to me. 
And because they are important to me, I ask myself, what is this man doing? Look, never ever cut yourself from, from the life of an important person to you. Whatever he is doing, join it. Join it. Join it. Everything he will give you is linked to that. Isaiah 54, 17. No weapon fashioned against me shall prosper. Every tongue that rises against thee, thou shalt condemn. You think it's for Christians? But some of you, even at your age, you know, certain weapons which have been formed against you, they have prospered. Yes. People's weapons have prospered against you. Weapons have prospered against you. But there is somebody, no weapon formed against him, prospers. Somehow, he manages to escape. Kabaka Bayande. Time will not allow me to share dangerous testimonies. If you are not serving God, you are a stray goat in town. Yes. Any car that must hit you will kill you. You are a stray goat. Are you happy you came to church? No weapon. How many of you have quoted that verse before? No weapon. It's even a song. Hello? It's a song for praise and worship. Yeah. No weapon formed against me shall prosper. Every other... I will not fear what the devil will do. I am a child of God. Misquoting scripture. Is there a child of God in, the, in Isaiah 54, 70? Read your Bible in English. I am a child. Who knows that song? No weapon formed against me shall prosper. All those who rise up against me shall fall. I will not fear what the devil may bring me. Because I am a child. I am a servant of God. Isn't I am a child of God with servant of God. Hey, I'll knock your head. Play it, Kweku. Sing it, my dear. No weapon formed against me shall prosper. All those who rise up against me. Ah, he's a new Christian. He doesn't know this song. This one was 1974. Jesus' generation. Because I am a child of God. Let's sing it. Start again, one go. No weapon formed against me shall prosper. All those who rise up against me shall fall. I will not fear what the devil will bring because I am a child of God. Let's sing.
Nigeria, we say, is a lie. That song we just sang is a lie. It's not in the Bible. Weapons do not prosper against you because you are a child of God. Read your Bible in, in England. Isaiah 54. That's where this song was taken from. No weapon formed against me shall prosper. And what? Eh? Is up against me shall fall. Yes. Any tongue that shall rise against you, that shall condemn. For this is the heritage of the servants of the agenda of God. Servants of God. Ah, but if children being merely being a child could prevent somebody from being destroyed, then the prodigal son shouldn't have been destroyed. Was he a child? Was he a child of the father? It was the elder brother whose life was lived. The first time we hear of the elder brother, he was coming from where? The field. The first time we hear of the elder brother, he was coming from where? The field. Makutakata. And no wonder he's the one the father said, everything I have is yours. Being a child of God doesn't guarantee your protection. Read your Bible carefully. Those who said, those who do as well, ask anything, I'll do it. Why? Because you are bearing fruits. You know, I'll tell you, the three of us who have found Something small to do for God. Eh? Look, it's worth abandoning your profession to do it. Because th- your, your relevance in life is connected to that little work you are doing. <laughs> your, your relevance, your importance in this life to God, it will be important to your boss. It will be important to the president of your country. You'll be important to your CEO. I was going to say something, but microphone. Jesus said, Fear not those who can kill your body and cannot touch your soul. And fear the one who can destroy your body and put your soul also in Hades. Our fear of man is too much. It's too much because, and the reason is that God is not the center of our lives. But those who 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 had God at the center of their lives. God showed up. God showed up. The three Hebrew boys. They asked 
they told the king, the king, be it known to you that we are not recanting. No, 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 no. We are not going back on our words. Because we know that God will step in. And even if he doesn't step in, we are sold out. Can you talk that way today? I know that God will give me a job. Or God will keep me in this job I'm doing. But even if God doesn't keep me in this job and I lose my job, I'm not sleeping with you or I'm going for the camp or I'm going for that outreach. Can you talk that way? No wonder God doesn't show up. All your miracles are limited to human activity in your life. Peter and John asked for. They were beaten. Incarcerated. Thrown in jail. And they had mercy on them. And they went to open the doors. But they warned them. So you see what we did to you? You see what we did to you? If we find you again, it will be worse than this. We are releasing you. But we don't want to find you in the marketplace preaching in that name. Is it clear? Look at your back. Look at your friends. Look at John's back. John, look at Peter's back. In case you forgot to look at your backs. If we find you in the marketplace preaching again, Obana. Peter asked him, Have you finished? He said, Yes. He said, You yourself should tell us whether it is right. The bottoms you are lacking is too much. Concentrate on God who can kill both the body and the soul. So you yourself should tell us whether it is right for us to obey you and not obey God. You yourself should tell us. Boldness. Because they knew that the mercy of God always swings in favor of those who do his will, who pursue his agenda, who build his kingdom, who follow his plans. I came to tonight, eh? Tonight, the announcement, I, the real preaching tonight is that you are not important. And you watch, you will live long. You think you are going to die next year? You will live to see his soul. If it was done to the master, it would be done to you. He hung on the cross. Why have you forsaken me? Shut up and go to go to hell. Yes, God told him. Shut up and go to hell. He didn't go to hell. He went to hell. <laughs> From the cross, he went to hell. Went to beat the demons and brought out the keys of life and Hades. Goodness. If you are watching me eh, and your life is just about yourself, 
you, your children, your car, your life, your this, like there's no sacrifice. You can't leave your children at home to, uh, to do evangelism. Every day, Johnny, sit down. Mike, don't go. Billy Rubin, sit down. Billy Verdon, come here. When I finish, Bishop Kobe will come and explain them. Because I, I, I don't think I was able to preach it well. So Bishop Kobe will come and give the points and give, really give the highlights. He speaks better English. Yes. If there's any promise, look at it very, very carefully. It's linked to doing something for him. Because he has set his love upon me. My God. How many Christians have set their love upon God? Can you find them? Most Christians have set their love on themselves. Because he has set his love upon me, I'll be with him in trouble. I'll be with him in trouble. I will honor him with long life. Go back to your Bible in English and look at it carefully. God is no fool. God is no fool. With long life will I satisfy him and show him my salvation because he has set his love upon me. And he told Peter, if you love me, feed my sheep. We don't show love to God by singing worship songs. For the kingdom of God is not in words, but in power. Works. And once again, because you have been able to wrap girls with words, And girls, a lot of girls too, the, 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 I don't know whether it's their brain or the soul. It's like oil in a freezer. Oil in a freezer. Small words, no. It's like, I'm dead. And you have used words to get what you want from girls. And you think you can come to God and use words. In your mind, God is like those girls you have used words to wrap. Don't worry, tonight's preaching wasn't nice. Next week will be a very nice service. Next week will be a very nice service, I assure you. I know the message I'm preaching next week. You will love it. You will really love the message. Tonight we didn't know what we were saying. Yes. Anybody, listen to me very carefully. God will show you that you're not important. Kai. Imagine you in your house, two-bedroom house. There's a kitchen. There's a toilet. There's a bathroom. There's a living room. And there's two bedrooms. And some of you even have a pot. Imagine you in that big house you have built. Two solid bedrooms. And an ant under a kitchen cupboard 
thinks it is important. An ant under a, on, under, under, the, under a cube of sugar thinks himself to be so central to your agenda. You wake up, you are going to work in the bank, you are going to your farm, taking your children, and the ant is there thinking it's important. It's madness. Your, your, your sense of self-importance is madness. It's tantamount to a schizophreniform ideation. You are mad. You are not important. You are not important. Only God is important. So you are not important. I don't care how many how much tithes you pay. You are not important. I am not important. Our little relevance is attached to the little we do. As he builds and we join, we bring some sand, we bring we bring some spade and mix the concrete and whatever. Just being involved. Number five, you can stand. Stand, be close. He promised to answer our prayers. So we will bear much fruit. Makutaka, he promised to answer our prayers. So we bear much fruit. How many of us have had our prayers answered? And we walked off and wiped our mouths as if God's agenda was not even known to us. Much fruit is what God desires from us. Do you want your prayers to be answered? Then get into fruit bearing for the Lord. Bear much fruit and he will answer every single prayer of yours. God is not just going to pour his rain on a barren land or on a sandy beach. God is not purposeless and aimless. There is a purpose that is purposed in all the earth. God's purposes, plans and pursuits are what will be done in the end. It's time to line up with God's plans and purposes. God's plan is his greater works. Isaiah 14 26. This is the purpose that is purposed upon the whole earth. And this is the hand that is stretched out upon the nations. For the Lord of hosts has purposed. And who shall disannul it? And his hand is stretched out. And who shall turn it back? It is his purpose. His purpose. Your purpose is of no relevance. Look, nine out of ten chances that what is important to you is not even God's will for your life. Nine out of ten. The probability is 90%. We bear fruit. He answers our prayer. John 15. You bear my fruit. And whatsoever you want. What are the fruits in your life? Some of you have been given a chance to be a pastor. Even a chance to be a, 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 a shepherd. No fruits. But today, I'm saying to you in English, you, what is important to you will be important to God when he considers that his agenda is important to you. I want to repeat it. Because I have nothing more to say. 
what is important to you will be important to God. Your child, your business, your roofing sheets you are selling, the spams you need to impregnate your wife. What is, what is the problem? It's not a joke. It's not a joke at all. The spams you need. The woman you want to marry. The job you need will be important to God when he discovers that what is important to him is also important to you. For as long as what is important to him is not important to you, what is important to you will never be important to you because he doesn't even exist to do your bidding. Thy will be done. Thy kingdom come. Lift up your two hands. And pray. Hmm. Talk to God. I've preached for more than 30 minutes. You must have something to talk to God about. Koraka. Gadiaguzi Mahanda Pekunama Sande Katwa Mahandalaba Zinolo Mahinde Kotabri Brandika Dokodinanimo Himonde Mahandalaba Any prayer you want to pray Pray Razizi Kakambambandelebe Bandosha Rianki Tarauma Karanima Mando Abali mamale me koroda sada Leika tikido kotonde milianda braspa Raniando kori minimanka perea Legrenge shkida tatuma kakatame Lerana na kotore melenega Ilumi kandi pilu kutra Razadi antegre gigadome What is important to you will be important to God when he sees that what is important to him is important to you. Most of what comes to us from heaven originates from the earth. Most of what physically most of what comes to us from heaven doesn't originate from heaven. Its origins the earth determines what comes from heaven. God never makes the first move. He never makes the first move. He watches the move you make. And he makes the same move. 
He moves to your movement. I will show mercy to the one who is merciful. He that honoreth me, I will honor. So you see God honoring a man. You may think it's God's love. No, he watches you. You honor him, you honor. Even the windows of heaven. You may think things are pouring, blouses are pouring, favor, healing from heaven. It's the tithe from the earth that opens the windows of heaven. He's no fool. If there's anybody who is a fool, it's likely to be you. <laughs> if there's any, I, I, I have related with people like that. Who took me for a fool? Only to discover that they were the fool. If there is anyone who is a fool, it's likely to be you and I. He can never be a fool. He watches your move. So he said, I stretch my hand to you. You will not take it. Proverbs 1. Therefore, when you pray, I will not answer. I said, most of what, the rain that comes from heaven, comes from where? From here. It's called evaporation. There's a cycle called the water cycle. Geography, Benji. Water cycle. Or, or you, you didn't pass. Sorry. You did business. Nonsense. You did business. <laughs> you are determining what is falling down from heaven. I am determining. You are very important. You don't know. To your own life, you are determining. A lot of things don't depend on God. Mm. Say that again. While the earth remains, the fruits we eat are from the seeds. Some of you, something you did today, you have created a harvest for five years. Next five years, something will appear in your life based on something you've done today. Mm. We are constantly eating from our seeds. Lift your hands again. Your prayer life is connected to the greatness of God and the greatness of His work and the honor you place on Him by joining to do greater works greater works Father we thank you Father we thank you Father we thank you and now every eye closed every head bowed those of us who are online I want to pray with you you want to give your life to Christ at this point lift your hands wherever you are and say this prayer after me Say heavenly father heavenly father say heavenly father heavenly father today today i realize i am a sinner i realize i am a sinner i realize i have not walked in your will 
I realize I have not walked on your will. Please forgive me. Please forgive me. And wash my sins. And wash my sins. I am very dirty. I am very dirty. Please wash my sins. Please wash my sins. Please cleanse me. Please cleanse me. Please make me your child. Please make me your child. I declare today. I declare today. That you are my master. That you are my master. You are my Lord. You are my Lord. Please have mercy on me. Please have mercy on me. And receive me. And receive me. I thank you. I thank you. That I am born again. That I am born again. 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 I'm a child of God. I'm a child of today, God. Today. Today. I receive you. I receive you. Into my life. Into my life. Help me. Help me. To walk with you. To walk with to you. To grow in you. To grow in you. To live for you. To live for you. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. God bless you. You may please be seated.